Welcome back to the Outside the Boxer podcast. So I was sitting in the Cleveland International Airport and I was prepping my mind. I had a marathon in two days. I was doing the Leadville uh, Marathon. It's the highest marathon in the United States. I hadn't really trained as well as I should have a couple months ago. I was doing a lot better than you know, life popped up. But I just kind of prepped my mind for the marathon and... It just got me thinking about a lot of stuff. And as you sit in an airport, like you got nothing else to do. It got me thinking then, like a lot has recently come up in life, you know, and there's new problems to solve, new decisions to make. But I think that's how it's always going to be, which is good. You know, at the time, like we had the air conditioning go out in Akron, our Akron studio, which was a pain in the butt. You know, and like all of our perfectly designed schedules and plans they get messed up you know and there are nights where you don't sleep well or you don't sleep much and new opportunities come and go but like through all this all these different variables all these different challenges we got to keep moving forward you know we got to keep optimistic and we got to keep making decisions and there's a saying and it's you know don't put all your eggs in one basket and there is a level of wisdom in those words. But today's podcast is going to try and offer a different view. And that view is that we should put all of our eggs in one basket because it's actually the better way. So to start, what was the original intent, intent behind those words? You know, don't put all your eggs in one basket. And it's to spread risk, right? So... I mean, if you're looking at that in terms of, we'll say it's like investing, right? So if we put all of our investments into a single stock, into a single property, a single business, whatever, and that stock, property, or business fails, we are left in a suboptimal position, right? However, if we spread our investments out, okay, we, we spread our risk out, you know, it makes a total loss much more unlikely. I mean, if you had... 40 rental properties, you know, and they were spread around a city or a state, you know, what are the odds that a storm lily hits all of them at the same time, right? So we're not putting all of our eggs in one basket. And, you know, there is some wisdom in this, you know. We don't want one poor uh, run of luck, you know, to wipe us out. But how often in our regular lives do we follow this logic, right? So if you're uh, a reader, are you reading four books at a time? You know, if you're watching a program, are you watching, you know, three, four shows at a time? Just in case one has a poor plot and you just want to cut it, cut it out and get done with it, right? Do we engage in multiple fitness programs? You know, in case one of them isn't giving us the results that we want. Do we intentionally work at multiple jobs instead of just one? Because if one business fails and that's where we work, you know, we're kind of hosed. Hey man, at, at your house, how many vehicles do you drive? I mean, do you own three, four vehicles that you drive all the time? Is it better to have three or four vehicles in case the transmission goes out on one? 
Do we live in multiple houses as a strategy? You know, in case a storm drops a tree on one? In our relationships, are we dating multiple partners to spread the risk, to make sure that if one breaks our heart, we still have another's arms to embrace us? Do we have a multitude of children with a multitude of partners to make sure that if one child is a bad apple, we still have some good ones, you know, to carry on our legacy? So I think of this saying, and it's like, I can't think of many areas that it actually makes sense in, in our regular life except for possibly investing. And the only reason it makes sense even in investing, I think is because we accept that we're not going to pay that much attention to the individual parts, right? We're not going to follow a specific business in their daily, weekly uh, ups and downs, right? So we invest in a bunch of different things, so it's like, eh, lessen our potential risk, right? But as we lessen our potential risk, what else do we do? We also lessen our potential reward, right? Right. So Warren Buffett, now if you don't know him, he's a legendary investor. But he said to put all your eggs into one basket and then watch that basket, right? Protect that basket. Make sure that basket's getting you where you want to go. And that's how we operate on, on most of our decisions and choices, right? We work one job or at least one primary job. You know, we keep an eye on it to make sure it's continu- going to continue to provide for us the income we desire. You know, if we get new management or, or the pay structure changes or whatever, you know, we adjust, but we're learning from that job and we're making sure that it's, it's there and we're protecting that basket, right? In our relationships, if we're looking for, you know, a long-term uh, partnership you know we date or choose one partner and we keep an eye on them we ask them questions we make sure that our futures are compatible together right but we're watching it and making sure but we're trying to put all of our eggs in one basket now if we are not going all in and putting our eggs in one basket there's only three reasons that I can think of You know, one of the reasons is we don't care about anything enough to put all of our effort into it. Two is our lack of trust in that thing that we're putting this effort in. And three is fear, all right? So an example, let's go back to uh, what's going on investments, right? So say you've got a good friend and they propose a new investment to you, Right? They heard some good things about a company we'll call Investos, right? And we haven't really thought about investing at the time, and we really don't care to. You know, we got other things going on in our lives. So we don't invest yet, right? Now, over the coming weeks and months, you know, we see and hear from our friend on social media talking about Investos. You know, we catch little tidbits through some mutual friends or maybe a a social media influencer or a TV show or news, right? Talking about this investment. And we start to think, hey, you know, maybe, maybe I should be investing. Now, we at least have the possibility we're caring a little bit about investing at this point, right? But we have no plan. You know, this, we don't know that much about the company. We just hear that this 
this investos, this this investment is doing decent. So we still don't invest yet, okay? But at least we're open to the idea now about investing. We care a little bit. We care enough that we start researching. You know, we do our due diligence and we look at the company. We look at the investment. And it makes sense. Like, it really seems like a great opportunity. So you reach out to your friend and they inform you about investos, you know? They tell you their personal experience. They tell you some insider stuff. Says they've been doing well. So now we have interest in investing. We have some level of trust, you know, with our friend and with the information we've gathered that the stock really seems like this might be a decent idea, but we still don't pull the trigger yet because we're afraid of it possibly failing, right? And there are reasons to have fear. It's biologically programmed into our systems, right? It protects us. But if we are looking for something specific, we find something that makes sense, okay, gets us excited, and we still don't act, that's not fear. That's on us, okay? This isn't any longer a mechanism that's protecting us anymore. It's cowardice. If we cannot choose to take action when the circumstances are optimal or near optimal, we will never take action. If we meet the perfect partner, you know, first, well, first we're looking, right? So we're looking where we're open to the opportunity of a long-term relationship and we meet the perfect partner. Everything fits about them. You know, they're great. They're smart. They're funny. They're attractive, but we still can't choose to commit to them to put all of our eggs into one basket. We got to spend some time alone, you know, just work on ourselves and find out what's holding us back from moving forward. You know, we wanted something, long-term relationship. We found something that fits all of our criteria and we still don't go with it. That's on us. All right. If we're looking, you know, say we're a little out of shape and we had the COVID 35 or whatever it is, you know, right. So we're looking to get in shape. We find a program looks exciting. Lots of evidence of solid results. Some of your friends have done it. Looks great. Okay, we go, we take a class or a session. Goes awesome. Everything's good. We enjoy it. But we still don't sign up. Why? Why would we do that? What would the reason be? I mean, it'd be like someone playing a basketball game, right? Game is on the line. Down by one. There's 10 seconds left on the clock. So as the ball's being passed around, one of our teammates, you know, sets a pick, gives us a wide open shot from one of our favorite places on the court. Ball gets passed to us. We have wide open shot. We like where we're shooting from. There's time to make the shot. And instead, we pass it away. We pass to a teammate who has, has a less optimal shot and they miss it and the whole team loses. If we can't take a shot when the circumstances are ideal, we shouldn't be playing. Okay, we shouldn't, we shouldn't even be on the court, right? We should be analyzing what's going on inside of us, analyzing what's possibly holding us back from moving forward. Because when things look good, when things are good, you know, we're, we're not just shooting from the hip. We've, we've researched, we understand it, like, all the all the stars have aligned. And we still can't 
We still can't go for it. We still can't take that shot. We still can't move forward. We can't make that decision. That's an issue. And that's a, that's a inside us issue. So, I mean, of the three reasons that we don't go in all in on something, right? Like not caring enough, not trusting enough, you know, and fear. The first hurdle to clear is just caring about whether the potential investment is worth it, right? So some people aren't looking for a long-term relationship. That's fine. Okay, some people aren't looking to set aside money to invest. This is less fine, but everyone gets to live their own life. Everyone should be investing in some way. You know, not caring about an opportunity is fine. It's totally okay. It actually protects us, right? It keeps ourselves from spreading ourselves too thin, right? If we would just care about everything and we want to be the best musician, the best athlete, the best cook, the best this, like there's only so much time, there's only so much life we have to live. So we got to focus a little bit and not caring is good. Okay, if we don't have a desire, if we don't have a passion for it, this is good. I personally have absolutely zero desire to learn how to swim better. After that Ironman, I'm good. So even if I got free lessons from the world's greatest coach, you know, optimal circumstances, I don't care. I'm going to say no. I do not want to take my effort and put it into swimming. Okay? Today we also, we live in a world of information. We have the most access to information now than at any time in human history. We can learn anything from our phone, from how to plumb a sink to understanding cryptocurrency. Okay, in terms of human interactions, we have access to learn about body language, to learn about behavior and language patterns. We have some tools right at our fingertips available to help us out 24 hours a day. I mean, access to information is the least of our worries here. So of the three options, you know, slowing us from making a decision, the lack of trust in something is the one that really should impede us the less, the least, right? Like if we are going to go buy a uh, new laptop, right? We have tons of information available to us to figure out what laptop might be worth our time. Now, just because we have access to this information, you know, this, this education, it does not mean we use it. I mean, I think about the time I personally spend on my phone, right? And I bet 20% of that time max is spent on actual useful information gathering. And more time it's spent on entertainment. I'm scrolling and reading stuff that really isn't important. And that's on me. This is holding me back. And one of the biggest challenges I think of our current time is utilizing our time to benefit us. Okay. If you took two people and one was from a more, um, ideal background. Okay. One was from a, a harder background. I would put my money on the person who utilizes their time best to have the most success. Even if someone starts from a lower position, the gains they make in knowledge in discipline because they're utilizing their time better. I mean, those things cause exponential growth because like a, a win here causes a win here causes a win here. It's like the more we do, the more we do. But even with this access to information, the biggest step, you know, the hardest 
monster for most people to conquer in making a confident decision is fear. But we have some advantages right now that other people in the world don't have, other people in history don't have. The advantage we have is the vast majority of our decisions that we make in the United States right now are between something good and something better. And even our poorest people, in comparison to the rest of the world, have the majority of their needs met, if they so choose. We have many programs and opportunities available where assistance with basic needs exists, programs that didn't exist before, avenues that didn't exist before. So right across the street from the Akron studio, we have a guy who begs every single day. I mean, it's pretty apparent that he's a drug user, right? And this guy is obviously coming from a pretty hard background. Now, he might not be crushing life, but he has his basic needs met. And he's still got enough to still use drugs, right? He's getting fed. I, I don't know if he has shelter, but, I mean, I've seen him through the winter, so he's doing so he's living, and he's still using drugs. Now, I'm not saying he doesn't have a tough road to hoe. But I see him every day and he isn't starving, which is a better situation than probably four and a half to five billion people on the planet. But we get stuck on these decisions, right? The decision of good and better. And we have a great partner. But there's another man or woman who catches our eye. We have a decent job. There is a potential better job available. You know, which of the 19 restaurants on your way home should we stop at to get a meal at a pretty reasonable price? You know, if any of these situations, even if we were to pick the wrong, and I'm using quotes here, the wrong choice, the wrong choice doesn't lead to sleeping in a gutter. It doesn't lead to starvation. You know, it may lead to not improving our situation or, or having even a slight regression of our situation, but it's not leading to destruction, right? And when I say like a slight regression, because if we are stuck making decisions between something good and something absolutely known destructive, once again, we just need to be alone for a bit to figure our lives out if if, you know, we have to choose between door A, which is safety and shelter, and door B, which is uh, zombie horde, and we have to think about that for a bit, that's on us. I actually think if more t people spend time wandering in the woods by themselves, I think the world would be an even better place. So if we care about enough about something to want to make a change, and if we do our research and we build trust in our potential decisions and the two options we have are good and better, we should just make a decision as fast as possible in any way. Even if we're, we're stuck and we just have no idea what to do, literally grab a coin, flip it, and make a decision and go. So a couple years back, Coach Travis from Orange Theory, okay, he had a decision to make. It was like last year, two years ago. Time's gotten weird since COVID, but... I don't even remember the details of his situation, but he had a choice between good and better. And he wasn't sure what to do. And I just told him, say, hey, flip for it. So he grabbed it. He just flipped it and the decision was made. It was done right then and there. Instead of stressing about it. 
Okay, instead of worry about it, instead of losing sleep about it. Remember, it's between good and better. Just pick it and go. Okay, because even if we do pick the better of the two choices, there's still going to be hardships. There's still going to be bumps in the road. There's still going to be struggles. You know, the craziest part of all this is often we will never even know if we made the right choice because even in the right or the wrong, there's going to be wins and there's going to be losses. Okay, there's going to be good times. There's going to be bad times. If we pick the wrong door, there's always another door to get us back on track. If we pick the right door, there's always another door that could lead us astray. I mean, in the goods and the bads, we keep racking up experiences, right? And with experiences, we keep learning new things, new wisdom. And with new wisdom, we get better chances of making better decisions in the future. So instead of spending our time worrying about which door to choose, we may be better off just focusing on walking through as many doors as possible. More doors means more experiences. More experiences means more learning opportunities. More learning means more access to doors of higher quality opportunities. Okay, and here's where growth can be exponential. You know, if Bill and Jerry start off different societal, societal levels, right? One's uh, Bill's like middle class and Jerry's lower class, right? But Jerry acquires double the learning experiences of Bill just by making decisions faster. And when Jerry gets faced with an opportunity, a decision, he just makes a decision and goes with it, right? Jerry is going to very quickly be faced with higher quality choices and experiences than Bill. And when this happens, he's just going to blow by Bill. Even though Bill started in a better area, if Jerry's learning, figuring life out, you know, making decisions, and even if they go wrong, learning from them and making another decision, you know, Jerry's getting more confident in what he's doing. You know, Bill's got a, a slower pace. And the thing about all this is like we know that even the hardest decisions we make don't kill us. How do we know this? Right now, think in your head. What's the hardest decision you've ever made? Seriously, sit and think about it. Now, are you still alive? Right? Are you in a gutter under a bridge? Are you still eating food? Still got clothes? Still got a $1,000 iPhone? And think about this. Do you even know if some of these hard decisions you made in the past were the right or wrong ones? You know, personally thinking back, I'm like, it seems like all the decisions I made in the past were the right ones. Isn't that odd? And you know why? It's a little trick our mind plays. Right? We think we're a lot smarter than we are. We think we know everything. Generally, we think it might be a little bit better than, than reality, right? So our decisions generally seem like they were probably the correct decisions. But in reality, we know we mess up all the time. Once a week, I lose my keys by literally leaving them in my front door. Okay, so the odds that all of my prior decisions were correct are about zero. But that doesn't mean we can't make them right. It doesn't mean our future self can't look back and say, you know what, that was actually the right decision. Okay, because even in the wrong decisions, we can change them. Okay, we can learn from them. We can, we can make a better decision the next time. Even wrong decisions can end up right. 
and even right decisions can end up wrong. But what's important is that we're just making the decision, choosing the path. Just start walking and learn the rest of the way. But often we spend so much time just trying to prep and we spend so much worry and so much energy on making a decision or, or fearing making the wrong decision. Just make a decision, right? I mean, remember, we've all made bad decisions in the past, yet here we are, right? But once we conquer our fears, our fears once we conquer ourselves, you know, we just keep moving forward. Let's open that next door. Because even in a bad, I'm using quotes here again, a bad decision, we learn things. We learn things about ourselves. We learn things about the world. Think about a bad relationship you've had, right? Even if it was terrible, abusive, like there's a lot to learn from it. You know, we learn signs. What's, what's a sign of an abusive person? Where are the red flags? How can we deal with it? You know, I think back to some of the situations I had when I was a kid. You know, some of my family had alcohol issues and it's like, but you learn from it and keep moving forward, right? And these, these bad situations end up in a way, as long as we don't get too caught up on it in a way, they help us make better decisions in the future. You know, if you get up in the morning and you smash your toe on the door and the next morning you smash your toe on the door, eventually there's going to come a morning where you move away from the door, right? We don't catch our toes. Aha! Eureka, we figured it out. You know, it was a bad time. Made a bad decision. Lights were off. Smashed right in the bathroom door. But eventually, we figured it out. Right? So think about that as you go through your week. You know, get out there. Open your minds. Start making faster decisions. Just start going through doors. There's, there's, there's always another door. Unless... You know, you, you, you pick a door where uh, you fall out of a building or you pick, you know what I mean? But there's, there's doors everywhere. Think back to your past. Think of the good decisions you made, the bad decisions you made. Think about the doors you've already went through. You're, you're still here. Even in the scariest decision, you're still here. So think about that. Make fast decisions. Go through doors. Gain experience. Go enjoy your week. Be good to one another. Let's go change the world, y'all.